1: Welcome everybody to uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, we have a continuation actually from last week. We had Alex McKinnon. Uh, he's from Tampa, Florida, a neighbor of Dave and Melissa Dunkel. I guess if you live on that block, uh, Kathy, your name has to be Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Alex's wife is also named Melissa. So um, uh, they've had a great uh, relationship already where you know he moved next to Dave and uh, through a series of things, uh, Dave, who's the chairman of C12, uh, facilitated uh, just processing, uh, and not, not even as cool, because uh, I, I remember actually being part of that a little bit, where he wasn't yep. saying, Alex, you should. He said, well, let's go find out uh, what God uh-huh. has to say, and he led you into that. And you talked last time about the beautiful process of redemption just in your life, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, having a very successful business with your dad, selling that, and then you said, well, now what? Uh, And God, through a series of things, led you to uh, C-12 uh, and then to actually purchase Scott and Terry's uh, area where you now have, I think you said you have five groups. Uh, And then Terry uh, has two, he has two additional groups, right? Additional to your five. You have five and he's got two.
2: Scott, yes, you know, Scott has two, and then we have another chair also
1: who has four other groups. Oh, so. really? Wow, that's a big Tampa area.
3: is hopping. Huh? Yeah, that's
1: a big, big deal. <laughs> that's um, amazing. And uh, uh, Alex is the big shot over it all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Servant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, he's he's uh, uh, leading it all and uh, through that. And uh, and you said last time uh, uh, about uh, that you were. Uh, your kids, I think your, your own personal youngest, was he was it 15 or 17 that it's your youngest? 11. 11. 11. 11, year, yeah. 11. Okay. And you've got, you had uh, uh, children of your own, and then you had four of your, of yours with uh, Melissa.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, you, you know, by the way, um, I've got a, a baby uh, foster kid. And, uh, we didn't really process that much, but Kathy and I both said, yeah, oh,
3: I would love to." that's hear kind story. of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: how did you get led into that to, to go do that? So one, one of my members, uh, uh,
2: he, he runs a nonprofit called a door of hope mm. and uh, what the door of hope does in the Tampa Bay community is, uh, is they, they go to the churches and they say, hey, look, uh, you know, we really don't have any orphans in America today, but, but mm-hmm. our, our modern day orphans are foster children. Uh, and uh, this, his name is Godly Daniel, who is the executive director of this uh, organization called the Door of Hope. And basically what he does is, is he says, look, you know, in James, pure religion is you take care of mm-hmm. widows and orphans in their time of distress. So church, if you feel like God's calling you to be uh, to be help solve this problem, and you and you feel like you want to become foster parents, we'll step you through this process. So, uh, so every step of the way through the licensing and all the rules and requirements and everything, will help you get licensed. And in our community,
3: there's a lot involved in all of that. Though. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: a very involved process, and it's very. It's very intrusive, right? It's a very mm-hmm. intrusive process. Um, uh, so they help you. They, they help you a lot. I think they also help you don't quit because there are times where you're like, this is ridiculous. We're not mm-hmm. gonna, we're not going to go any further. So anyway, so and in our community, half of the children that are in foster care, which is about uh, five thousand children in the Tampa Bay area, are 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 through faith based foster groups, right? Which is kind of a cool thing. So that's when we first kind of learned about it. So, um, and how, did, so how, did, how, did, I, how did that develop further? So, you know, we went to their gala and, uh, yeah, Tony Dungy, uh, who's a football oh. coach, right. He yep. and his wife have 13 children. Right. And so, so she spoke his, his Tony Dungy's wife spoke, Uh, it's funny. And, uh, you know, they're strong believers. And she said, Tony's afraid to go out of town, because every time he goes out of town, you know, I grab another child. So my (laughs) wife connected with her and talked with her. uh, And then my wife, we just started processing this idea of, you know, God has blessed us. We live in a, we have have a house that's plenty big enough. Um, You know, my wife is able to stay home uh, and kind of manage the the home and and stay on top of all the kids' activities. And, you know, our kids are getting 11-year-old, 12-year-old. She's, you know, she's becoming more and more independent, doesn't Mm -hmm. need mom or dad as much. And so we just started processing this um, about two years ago, whether we would become foster parents or not.
3: Was there a particular point when God just really brought confirmation to the both of you, brought you to unity and saying, hey, this really is what I have for you?
2: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that the confirmation that we had was just to continue the process, right? So Mm, it was like, so, so how the, the process works is you kind of get started, you know, you fill out an application then you go to the next step, then you go to the next step, then you go to the next step. And so for us, it was like this continuously processing this. And at any time, Melissa and I were like, well, if we feel like this isn't what God wants us to do, Mm -hmm. we can kind of step out at any time. You're not really committed and then kind of COVID hit and then that changed the whole foster care dynamics, slowed everything down. Um, Kids, you know, less kids came into care, the whole system kind of, you know. A lot of checks and
3: balances in the system that actually would, would identify kids needing foster care were affected. And yeah yeah right. the COVID. places where right. they would
2: see like kids weren't in school and that's one of the, right and that's where a lot see. of the
3: identification comes.
2: Kids weren't in daycare because daycares were closed so mm-hmm. so lots of places where they would see that children maybe needed help
3: were
2: right. uh, you know were kind of that all that changed so yeah
1: how did so, uh, how did you and your wife come to a conclusion about that? How did you come into agreement that this was God's will for you? obviously there's reasons to do it not to do it. What were you led to that, that confirmed yes this is this is something that you're you're being asked to, to uh, in, introduce into your family?
2: We had a, a we, we we met with a lot of people who were foster parents, mm-hmm. people that we had known, and they talked about how um, you know in Florida, as in most states, the, the the objective is to try to reunify these children with their biological parents. And so uh, what we heard is we heard store incredible opportunities to be able to share the love of God with families. So it's not just mm-hmm. the children, it's the, it's the mothers and it's the fathers and it's the, uh, the people that have had their children taken away from them. And mm-hmm. uh, so we just really felt like it was almost a, an evangelistic opportunity uh, to be able to show the love of Christ to certainly the children, but parents, Um, and then a great thing for our kids right with 11 Mm -hmm. 11, 13 15 17 we live in a fairly affluent part of tampa um you know and uh, i think for for them to be able to see okay we can read about doing Mm -hmm. good works but hey this is actually we're actually gonna live what we read about so it's been cool though yeah. That's
3: awesome. How has that? How long have you had the the baby now?
2: Her name is Victoria. Victoria. Uh, yeah. She. We've had her for a, a month. Okay. Right? So and in how the beginning, is the and even now That's
3: hard, right? Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> Addis, Addison is our eleven. She's almost twelve, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's been a decade since we've had a two-year-old in our house, like yes, continuously. You
3: forget the energy level, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's a
2: little bit at first, and even now, it's still a little bit. Uh, You know a shock to the system so to speak but um but it's been a blessing i mean our children um have accepted her and loving her like a sister i think she's doing Mm -hmm. pretty well um and it's an opportunity right for us to to pray for the restoration of her family pray for her brother she has a brother that's a year older than her Mm -hmm. um to pray for her soul to pray that, uh, all the days of her life that she would, uh, you know, that she would follow Jesus, keep her eyes on Jesus, would pray to the crowd, to the Lord, to, to just to love her, to protect her, to, uh, to watch over her. It's a, it's a, it's an incredible, I think an incredible blessing to have her.
3: That's amazing. I love that.
1: Yeah, And as you, uh. Obviously, you've learned about the Ask, Seek, and Knock process, which sounds like you did. You went and talked to people processed. You're getting information. God's going to confirm it, you know, one way or the other, which is how it goes. Um, How did you uh, uh, kind of get into the abiding, and what does that specifically look like for you, uh, and how how you then introduce it to your C12 people?
2: Yeah, so after, you know, after I decided, you know, processing this thing had become a chair. Uh, all of a sudden I get, Dave said, Hey, we have this call. We have this weekly call, uh, that I've got some C12 chairs and, uh, Rich is on the call and I'm on the call. And I think it'd be really good for you to learn more of the nuts and bolts of this whole abiding process now that you're a chair. And I said, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tuned in and, and, uh, and we, uh, gathered, uh, you know, weekly for a, a long period of time. And I learned so much about kind of the nuts and bolts of the abiding process. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm kind of a, a hard-headed equipment guy, right? So I'm like trying harder, trying harder, trying, yeah. trying, yeah. not getting it, it's not working for me. I, You know, I, maybe I'm too dumb to get this, I to, to really understand it. Uh, and then we went to New Hampshire and we went to, on an abiding retreat, Melissa mm-hmm. and I after a couple of times of trying to do that, we finally ended up going there. And I think for, uh, for me, uh, for Melissa too, that was really kind of her first, kind of Kathy like you, first exposure. She's mm-hmm. like, what are they doing? You're taking me to the, I'm good with a weekend away in the fall, <laughs> away from the kids.
3: But sounds great right this,
2: what is this thing what do you what are we gonna do what
1: are you what are you taking me to yeah, yeah <laughs> and i'm like don't worry it's a
3: cult <laughs> yeah it'll be
2: fine it'll be fine but but for me um i i kind of had a breakthrough uh there on that on that time and uh, you know it was this we go through this abiding thing and part of my problem is is i never really understood or this idea of um and hold on a second i have to my battery running low
1: gotta plug it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. into the power outlet
2: okay there we go um so um you know i'm 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 trying to figure out all my own problems right and i never really understood i never really accepted i intellectually got it but 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 accepting it to be true about this, that the father is the vine dresser, right? That, that what I needed to do was I just, all my problems and all these things and all these, these struggles and all these, I just needed to go to the father, right? And, and it was this thing that I finally received when we were in New Hampshire. And then I remember you, you told this story and I was like, maybe it was on Sunday, the, the last day, and we're all getting ready to leave and you're talking about this, God works both sides of the street right, right, right. You start talking about this story of Peter and Nicodemus. Nicod- is it not Nicodemus Cornelius Cornelius and Cornelius and you tell this story and I'm like I don't know I don't know why he's going it seems like he was going on and on about it I'm kind of listening to it <laughs> but the one thing that was clear is that when I left I felt like I left this hundred pound bag of cement that I've been carrying around with me this that I had to figure everything out and I realized yeah. in New Hampshire I didn't
3: right. That's and all so I, that's that abiding leads to truth and truth leads to freedom. You just right. nailed that in one sentence. yeah,
2: yeah. and it was unbelievable. I left that hundred pound bag of cement at Dave's place in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, right mm-hmm. and the Lord is 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 impressing upon me. So mm-hmm. I'm freed of self. like it's like I'm not obsessing with all my issues and the lord says i want you to go visit this man in tampa (laughs) and i knew this guy an acquaintance but he's a bad man (laughs) he's a scary man and i'm like lord i'm i'm i'll go see anybody you want right but i'm not going to go see that man not that guy i'll go i'll go see i'll go see anyone but not." i think
3: i've heard a story like this in the bible before (laughs) yeah
2: and, uh, and I go to bed, we get home Sunday night and I go to bed and I get up in the morning and this impression upon my spirit is stronger than it was the mm. night before. Mm. And I'm finally like, all right, I will go. I, I will go, but I'm going begrudgingly because he's scary. He's a bad person. He's a, he's a bad guy and I don't want to go see him. So I go see him. I, 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 I talked to his administrative assistant and she said, well, he doesn't see anybody without an appointment. You're not in his calendar book. You're not going to see him. I said, well, I need to see him. And she says, why are you here to see him? And I said, well, do you really want me to tell you? And she said, yes. <laughs> if you don't tell me, you'll never see him. And I said, okay, I'm here because <laughs> God told me to come see him. And you should have seen her face. Her face almost it. hit the floor. <laughs> uh, she comes back out and she says, I-, I can't believe it. He will see you. He, he-, he will see you and i'm like oh great this i was hoping i'd be sent away (laughs) next you know i'm sitting in his office and this guy says to me he said uh, he has my business card and he and he's kind of mocking me and he says so alex mckinnon you know you're here because god told you to come see me and i said yes and he starts laughing and he says why why would god tell you to come see me and i said well i don't i don't know i have no idea Why, why do you think he he would want me to come see you. And his face got white and he just ashen almost. And he gets up and he closes the door mm. and he sits down at the chair in his chair in front of me and he starts crying. Wow. And, and he says, do you, do you know about me? And I said, well, I know a little bit about you. And he recounts his life and his brokenness and all the money he's making and all the bad things that he's done and all that. And he said, you know, last night I was uh i was i was st- staying in a hotel like the top floor of a hotel that's where he's living and uh, and he says i was on the balcony last night and i have everything i thought i'd ever want in my life and i was getting ready to jump off the roof of the hotel
3: wow
2: but he said but he said um yeah, i made a deal with god that if god would send somebody to me i wouldn't kill myself that night right and so here i am in his office the next day telling him that God had wow. seen him and uh it was uh an unbelievable thing I could not believe uh, you know that that God got God well part of it right I think that God was this guy needed somebody to come see him kind of like me 20 years before yeah. right? You right yeah. it's the same mm. thing right and uh and so I was there for him, right? To to be used by God, to, to let him know that God loved him and uh, ended up hooking him up with some other people who connected well with him. And he's a Christian now, he's following the Lord and just doing great things uh, with his life. It's an amazing but I think,
3: story. <laughs> yeah.
2: And what's the other side of the story for me, I think, right? You know, cause God is back to this time where Rich was talking about, you know, Cornelius kind of working both you know God working both sides of the street for me it was like Alex if you just listen to me if you can just mm-hmm. tune your ears to me focus on me listen to me and I'll be able to do incredible things through you wow but uh and so that was so abide in me abide in mm-hmm. the vine listen to me and you know there's great things that can happen, right? And so that was kind of like, you know, I think, you know what, God was working both sides of the street and that was the lesson. So it's like, I go to this retreat in New Hampshire, I have this, this experience and then God anchors it with this yeah. this unbelievable thing.
3: It's a big exclamation point he put on yeah. what he was teaching you, right? It's <laughs> how dumb I am. I'm gonna just make it so you just, you're
2: gonna know, you, just, you won't forget this.
1: Yeah, and so that's beautiful. the- Beautiful. Uh, because uh, i remember the story um it was remarkable that <laughs> uh and i and i know because the, the way that you you're operating the way i operate is that even when god said you know here's what i want you to do <laughs> you know i know your question and my question is well then why yeah. uh mm-hmm. well i'm not telling you why you know and and uh and it was interesting when you think of that story, Kathy, of so you're here because God sent you. Yes, why? And and Alex said, actually, I don't even know. You tell me why. You tell
3: me. I well, love he that. he knew
1: that other piece of the story is actually last night. I said to God, if 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 I'm going to continue, mm-hmm. you got to send me somebody. Yeah. And obviously, when I, I we can imagine imagine the the secretary walking into the office. Hmm. God mm-hmm. has this guy, and I ask him why he's here. He said, God sent me to him. See, it, it well, I asked you that last night and you mm-hmm. sent me to, you sent him this morning. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you know, that whole thing is, is remarkable. And mm-hmm. what I, what I consider to be the wonder, the joy, the beauty mm-hmm. of God at work that you actually got to be part of.
3: And the adventure you the, also see that that, that stepping into the adventure that he let you be a part of that. I yeah. mean, that's a big deal, right?
1: Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And it was cool And to me again. I, I think, I think I, I'm not sure I would have passed, um, I mean something that immediate where you have mm-hmm. no clue what, what is all about. It would have been easy to say, you know, yeah, I don't think so. Um, Right. You know, I guess maybe I'll do it later or maybe I'll call the guy or whatever. No, mm-hmm. you were fully obedient, which I believe is uh, it excited me at the retreat and excited me after the retreat is that, uh, and you kind of said it, is that you, you kind of li- live a life of, in a sense, simplicity. <laughs> and when, and when, it, when, when it's there, it's like, okay, well then, you know, I'll go do that. So how, how are you called now to help others? what you have, you said you have 60 guys and you got four of groups and, and actually six other groups uh, in your area. How are you helping them to start to learn what, you, what you've learned?
2: Yeah, I think um, leading this restored life, right? Because most of them were like me, Christians, yeah. right? Weavers, yeah. uh, trying to figure everything out by the flesh. Yeah. Right. they are they are that and they're trying the best they can and they're taking their business knowledge and all their years mm-hmm. of experience and what maybe they learned in school the latest thing that they have read in a magazine or seen at a workshop uh and right now there's just tremendous fatigue right? yeah there's this yeah. you know it's two weeks and we're going to flatten the curve and when the va- when the vaccine comes everything's going to go back to normal but you know we've got supply chain disruptions, we've got labor challenges, we got inflation through the roof, we've got unbelievable pressure on uh, businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, uh, in general, right? So, um, and the and the leaders are growing extremely weary.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Which is good news because they're the they're at the end of themselves, right? They're like, what I'm doing isn't working. <laughs> it's it's not working well for me, right? Mm-hmm. One of your good questions. What do you ask people?
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, how's it that working, working for
2: you? <laughs> yeah, it's a the rich case question. I use that, right? And what's funny is that there people are like it's not working very well. <laughs> right? So so it's a great opportunity to talk mm-hmm. to them about you know, you know, w- would you be interested in exploring a different way to to uh, to learn how to walk with the Lord? And they're like, well, you sure?" I mean, they're they're very open mm-hmm. and, and most of them, you know, they the, recognize ideas, the
3: need, right?
2: Yeah. And, and wow. most of them don't, you know, they go to church and they listen to the sermon and they do their devotions and they try to be good Christian people and all that, but they're, but they're, they're tired. Mm. So, yep. Um, so lots of opportunities. Yeah. So, so we were starting starting this Friday, I'm starting a weekly call. I'm going to try to do what you did with us. I've got uh, six or I think I've got six or seven people that have committed, but about 15 people that have said they'd be interested. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, and then this idea of encouraging people to go to abiding retreats, to mm-hmm. go to all the, you know, the, I, I encourage people to buy your books. Um, mm-hmm. And also to use the, uh, your website, which is tremendous, right? For, yeah. What is it? 30, $35. You can buy a course. Yep. Uh, yeah and uh, you know it's a gr- it's a great bargain
1: yeah yeah it's and it's uh, life. yeah and it's um, uh, as you as you understand it is there's really nothing we can say do this as a matter of learn it by learning to walk with God and uh, how beautiful it is and, and I think um, you know as you've you've had your shift and you said it uh, is you you were trying to figure everything out yourself right. uh, as a good Christian trying to figure everything out myself and you realize is that well why don't i just go to the father and let him tell me Uh, he's already got it figured out and i just got to receive it you know and and learn it and if that's that's the beautiful message and then your story of god like you say accentuating that with um let me let me invite you to something that i'm up to and i need you to be the be the messenger in this would you please be willing to follow me and because of your heart, you said, okay, okay. Um, and that story, I mean, it's uh, to me, it's over the top mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, yeah, that, I'm
3: excited for our listeners to hear this one. <laughs> uh,
1: that, that God's heart is to that level and to puts things together that only he could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, like you say, he's working both sides of the deal. And uh, our story is our story, but it also impacts... Other people, uh, because we're part of his story, God's story. You know, so it's really cool. What uh, What are you excited about uh, with your C three practice going forward? What do you What do you see going forward? Is what What uh, excites you as you look at the next year or two for what God's calling you?
2: <clears throat> yeah. So our, our community, Tampa Bay, is um, is is a relatively kind of unchurched place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, only one in uh, 20 of the people that live in the, the we have 3 million people that live here, hmm. really only about one in 20 or 5% are really serious kind of Bible believing Christians.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: Only, only one in four would, would consider themselves kind of like if you asked them if they were Christians, they would say they were Christians. Right. So, uh, and they go to church once a month. So nominal Christians. Hmm. Yep. So, um, and that would include a lot of different faith groups in that. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we're, we're trying to do is we're trying to transform our community by advancing the gospel in the marketplace. So the, the average C12 business has the opportunity to, to impact 5,000 people per year with the gospel. That's right. Mm. And so while many people would never go to a church, um, you know, uh, lots of people. You know, they they have jobs and they work places. And mm-hmm. so, what we really try to do is we try to get the business owners to be able to um, uh, to advance the gospel uh, through where they through the businesses that God's entrusted with them mm-hmm. platforms. So, um, so that's a cool thing for me. Just this this leveraged impact for advancing the kingdom of God and transforming our community by. Uh, sharing the love of Christ through the, the businesses that yep. we work through yeah so
1: yeah that's it multiplication and uh, teaching your guys to then uh, serve and that's I think mm-hmm. that's right I know that he said it at the beginning of uh, that the CEOs the uh, key players are to see that their mission is right in front of them uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's their businesses the employees the relatives of the employees Uh, all these opportunities uh, that they have and uh, that and obviously Alex and his group is leading at the training the top and then training for them to give it away and um, how beautiful is that of following that multiplication model and the passion the passion that Alex has for it and and his family and uh, we're very excited Alex for what God is up to and we're we'll have you back and talk more later come back and say uh, how's that mission going um, what, do you, what do you see as the keys to the multiplication process? And we'd love to have you back sometime uh, down the road and uh, talk about that as well. So thank you so much for sharing your story. <laughs> and I'll uh, truly, and I, 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 uh, uh, when I heard it the very first time, actually the next day after you went back from the retreat, it was so overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's, I can't even describe it, the wonder, the power, the beauty of God and how he chooses us to be his Mm -hmm. physical representation of the invisible God on earth for the purpose of restoration you were restored this guy was restored that's God's heart come and come and be with me and I'll restore you so Kathy it's it's uh, beyond words, really, of uh, how yeah, beautiful, beautiful this is. such a phenomenal
3: story. Thank you so much for sharing that with all of us. And thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you found today as encouraging as I did. Yeah. I love to see God show off and just redeem and restore. Yep. So thanks for sharing us. Yep. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Alex, thanks day.
1: for uh, sharing. Say hi to uh, Dave Dunkel and Melissa for us and, and your thank wife. You. And we look forward to getting together. Thank you, all guys. Right. See you soon. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. You thanks. Too.